all authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of Short Nonfiction for Authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively, and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. Authors, I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's interview is with Tiffany Noel Chacon, author of young adult sweet romance novel Jump. And we're chatting facing your fears after trauma, rejection, self-doubt and imposter syndrome through the writing process and publishing. And we also touch on facing your fears in Tiffany's book. So in my author adventure this week, uh, Sunday, I met with a bunch of lovely writer friends and had a farewell kind of brunch thing and it was really nice to see everybody and it touches upon the episode from last week, five things that an authorship career brings other than money and writing family is definitely one of them. I felt so special and to have forged these friendships uh, with these women and I look forward to continuing that on the road and when I get back. So yeah and uh, also gave some copies of my book and signed them which was lovely. That was quite a surreal feeling I'd felt a bit you know, to sign a, sign a book, but uh, I actually really enjoyed it and I thought it was quite nice. I've never done that before, so. Uh, afterwards, I went, took a trip to the State Library in Perth, Western Australia, and deposited two copies of my non-fiction book, so two copies of Freelance Writing, Quick Tips for Fast Success, and two copies of Author Fears and How to Overcome Them, went into the State Library. Now, this is a legal deposit. It is legally a legal requirement of publishers within Western Australia to do this. Because uh, the State Library is an archives of, obviously, work that's out there. It's a database. It's for anything, you know, publications, music. Uh, there was a big, long list. I think I shared on last week's episode, actually. So, yeah, it was fairly easy and simple. Went in, filled out a form, put the books in. So yeah, if you are a librarian and you're listening out there and you're interested in having my books for your collection, I'd be eternally grateful. Can obviously, and you purchase from the State Library, you can now do so. If you are a listener and you would like to read my books via your local library, then please go and ask your librarian if for these books and maybe they'll be able to get them in stock. That would be wonderful. In caravan packing adventure news, uh, this week has probably been our most trying one. We're in the eye of the selling, packing, storing, leaving phase and it's been particularly difficult. So definitely no writing was scheduled this week. I had some back-to-back podcast interviews yesterday which um, was great, but also um, quite hard as well in amongst everything. Yeah, I heard that the things that are most stressful in life, uh, there was a list and it was, you know, the death of a partner or the death of your parents and then underneath that was moving house. <laughs> so I, I've never really moved house like this before. We've obviously accumulated a lot of stuff and it's just hard and amongst obviously trying to, we're not moving into another place. It's like we're putting in storage and then we've got to pack the caravan and it's just, there's a lot of time restraints and we've hit a couple of issues with 
looking at powering our caravan. So when we're not at a caravan park or we're off grid, our caravan will be self-sufficient. But it's very expensive to sort of do stuff like this. And we were weighing up, will we actually, how, how often will we be actually doing that? And we just didn't think it was worth it. So we originally had some bookings and planned to go up north in Western Australia and then across because that's really the best time to do it. But at the top of Australia, Fitzroy Crossing, that takes, you can, you've got to travel across to get to the Northern Territory, was flooded. And we were hoping by the time we got up there in June that it would be, that it would be cleared. But we just heard the other day it's reflooded again. And it just uh, we just don't know how long it's going to be for that to be fixed. And then if that's the case, then we would have to come straight down the middle of Australia, which I think is like pretty much just desert and dirt road, not very great. And then straight across into like the eastern coast, Queensland and stuff like that. So that would be really expensive and pro probably not so great. Our first trip booking, which we leave next Saturday, the 15th of April, is to head down to down south of Australia, Bustleton. And then so we're looking at sort of starting the trip that way and just going forward from there and heading straight across the eastern coast and up the way which is not the way we wanted to go because of weather and stuff like that there's lots of flooding over there as well so i was like are we going straight into that you know who knows and uh yeah it's, it's going to be quite hard to plan a lot of stuff so but it's exciting it is exciting thorn creative where beautiful websites for authors are brought to life. No matter what stage you're at with your writing, your stories deserve a dedicated space to shine. Whether you're just starting out or have a bookshelf full of bestsellers, your website is the hub of your author business, binding everything you and your books offer together. Thorn Creative can nurture all aspects of redesigning your old site or start afresh from the initial design. They can provide ongoing hosting and maintenance to marketing your books online, saving you time, money and stress trying to wrangle your site yourself. An author website built by Thorn Creative can easily direct readers to your favourite retailers, your publisher, or simply set you up to sell to them direct. The options are endless. Thorn Creative have worked with many authors across all genres and know what goes into good, functional working author websites to sell books. Head on over to thorncreative.com.au slash websites for authors to read author and publisher testimonials and to see what they offer and some of the sites they've created. Noelle Chacon has been riding horses since before she could walk. She's competed in a variety of disciplines from barrel racing to showing Arabians to dressage and show jumping. Tiffany has a Master's of Fine Arts in Creative Writing from the University of Tampa, Florida, where she lives with her husband and middle school sweetheart Tyler and two crazy wild boys. Tiffany blogs about motherhood, faith, and chronic pain over at Mummy of Mayhem. Welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, oh, we're thrilled to have you and very excited to chat. So what an absolute super bio you have. Uh, your degree obviously sets you up as a writer, but can you tell us, you know, how did you come to join the book industry as an author? Sure. I've always loved the written word, obviously, and have been an avid reader my whole life. But I originally 
started writing during a time in my life, uh, a difficult time in my life in my early 20s, where I basically went from being a very healthy, active person to slowly being overcome by an, at the time, unknown illness. And I went from, you know, being in school, uh, I was working at a barn, teaching riding lessons at the time, you know, riding horses regularly, doing, you know, having an active college lifestyle to, you know, slowly being able to barely walk, um, having just excruciating, debilitating pain in in all of my joints. And um, I quit my job. I stopped school. It was like my life just ground to a halt. And I couldn't do much at the time, um, but I did a lot of reading and and I started writing. And I started writing this story that I had in my in my mind for a while. And I thought, oh, I have one story in me. I'll I'll get that out of me and and be done with it. And I did not have just one story in me. I just kept writing, kept, you know, stories would pop into my mind. And uh, I just realized how much I loved writing. And it it obviously gave me an outlet too during a really difficult time in my life where I couldn't do much, but I could write. And so I did that. And eventually that led me to wanting to get my master's degree. I, you know, went to the University of Tampa, got my master's there and, you know, really dove headfirst into the writing world and just fell in love with it. I'm so grateful that I found writing. Yeah, that's that's an amazing story. Like, obviously, horrible uh, being so active in like the horsey community, and then having to deal with what you went through. But it sounds like the silver lining was that you've you know you found something new and a, and a whole love for something else. I often wonder. I seen a comment on Twitter. I think it was today. Someone had put a question up saying, "If you couldn't be a writer, what would you be?" And I was like, oh, mm. oh, "I don't know. I don't know." <laughs> oh my gosh! I right. think of that. So it's it's you know if one thing's gone. And then it's amazing that, um, you know, you found something else. So that's great. Well, today's topic is facing your fears. And uh, we're going to talk about your new novel, Jump, which is a sweet new adults romance and first in series. So, you know, it's it sort of deals with facing your fears. Can you tell us about the book and, you know, how what kind of fears your protagonist faces and ultimately overcomes? Yes. So my main character is Mila, and she's a college senior, you know, getting ready to graduate. And, you know, she's applying to grad schools and trying to, you know, move on with her life. Uh, But she watched her sister go through uh, a tragic accident while riding on course at a horse show, and her sister was paralyzed. And so Mila is really dealing with the repercussions of watching that accident happen. Uh, She's a horseback rider. And so she's trying to process that through the filter of I am still riding. And how do I keep riding when I've watched this terrible thing happen to my sister? And she really gets kind of a form of PTSD from watching this accident happen and, you know, keeps replaying in her mind uh, when she's riding and she inherits 
from her sister, her sister's Grand Prix horse, which Grand Prix is like the the top level of show jumping that you can get. It's basically what what you would watch in the Olympics, that <laughs> wow. you know, Grand yeah. Prix show jumping. And so she inherits this incredible horse from her sister, who obviously can't use him anymore. And she's too scared to compete with him. Even though she could compete at the highest level uh, that there is in show jumping, she's just paralyzed by this fear. And this is a very real experience in the horse world, in the show jumping world. You know, people, if you ride a horse, you're going to fall off. It's it's a reality of, of riding horses. And when you're competing at that high level, it's also a reality that people get injured, you know, obviously a lot of people know about Christopher Reeves, you know, who was paralyzed from a a horseback riding accident, but that happened. And so Mila has to basically deal with these fears and not just fear of, you know, falling off a horse or, you know, having some kind of accident, but kind of like the fear permeates all aspects of her life. You know, she's afraid to apply to grad school. She's afraid to fall in love. She's, she's just kind of stuck in her life and dealing with all of that. And obviously Jump was a book born out of my own struggle and pain, you know, physical pain, but also the pain of rejection uh, with my previous novels, you know, which I tried to, uh, you know, have traditionally published. And I was at a point in my writing journey where I was scared to keep writing because I didn't want to keep experiencing rejection. And uh, I think I I wrote Jump for other people, but mostly for myself, you know, that I, I needed to face my fears and overcome them. And, you know, the message of Jump is that life hurt, pain happens, but we get to decide what to do with that hardship. We can let it cripple us or we can keep pursuing our dreams and make that jump of me yeah oh I absolutely love that well said there for sure and yes I'm very familiar with how rejection feels it's uh it is horrible isn't it and you can dwell on it and really really self-bash and I think each rejection I get I am slowly moving on quicker and taking it less and I also put my own work out I have to do that else I just don't know but it is uh yeah it's very hard so your 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 books prior are they they sort of set similar you know with horse themes and facing fears like they're quite quite similar the ones that you've had rejections on before or no so I actually I started out writing most of my novels that I've written before are kind of I call them sci-fi light. You know, they're not heavy (laughs) science fiction. They're light science fiction. But this book, Jump, is the first that I've written in the horse world. And I think that, you know, I I got to a point where I decided to go back to that old, you know, that Adam, like, uh, write what you know. Yeah. Yeah, well. (laughs) And, And I know... Right. I know the show jumping world, the horse world, better than I know pretty much anything else. And so uh, I really came back to to that to write what you know. And this book flowed out of me like <laughs> nothing else had. And wow. honestly, I think this is the this is the book, this is the story that I was meant to write. Yeah, sounds like it for sure. So so I take it with your chronic pain illness, you, you haven't been able to write again. You can't you just can't. No, I ha- yeah, I haven't yeah. I haven't uh. ridden. I mean I've been on horses 
you know, occasionally for fun, you know, but not, not no, on a, not the level, level. Yeah, the level that right. you were at. Yeah. So do you feel you're almost living vicariously through your characters and, you know, you can actually yes. inject the emotions that you went through into them with everything. I think that's really great. And it brings a lot to the table and it'll really resonate with a lot of people, I think, facing that. So, yeah. So obviously you mentioned you've had some rejections, which are hard and, and not great. And you've just, you've pushed past, faced your fear really and put yourself out there to to release jump which is how's it all been is it all going well so far yeah it's been really wonderful and you know it's been great I feel like I've had a lot of support from family friends the community and it's surprising almost because I've been writing for a long long time and people have kind of been like oh when is your book coming out when is your book coming out you know (laughs) what's what's up and you know non-writers don't always understand how long the process is and so to finally have something out there and say actually yes it's out it's been really fun because I you know all of these people from all these different areas of my life have been incredibly supportive and I'm so grateful for that and then to finally have that experience where a completely random person picks up my book and falls in love with it and messages me, wow, this resonated with me. Wow, this, you know, I love this character or I screamed when she did this. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, yeah. That's such a surreal experience as a writer. And I haven't had that. I've been writing for 10 years without having had that experience. And there's just something to be said for having a reader connect with your book and, and getting to be a part of that is just, really really wonderful yeah that's amazing so obviously you had some books before didn't and tried the traditional right but you decided this what you decided with this one you're good to hell with it you're gonna put it out yourself and you haven't sort of looked back uh did you even think about going down the traditional path with this one or you're just like nah it's time gonna try something different no I didn't uh, with this book it felt from the very beginning like this is my book and I I felt so confident in it, even though even with all the past rejections, it was it was kind of a, a strange piece that I had with this book that I can do this. And I don't need someone else behind me saying, Oh, yeah, this book is good. Like it's enough yeah. for me to say this is this is good enough. And this book will find its ideal reader without, you know, a, a traditional publisher behind me. And so I didn't go through the querying process. I didn't do any of that. You know, I hired, you know, a professional editor and, you know, worked with a bunch of beta readers and did that due process. But this was really from the very beginning me saying I'm going to take a chance on myself oh good on you I absolutely love that that's great obviously it's a first in series do you have a plan set out for many more to come is the second one in the work how many do you foresee in the series yes so Mm -hmm. I have a prequel out actually it's a novella uh so that one is called off course and I am currently writing book two which I have uh out there in the in the ethernet uh (laughs) I have you know, a few sample chapters uh, for people to download and read, but that that is what I'm plugging away on. Uh, and I have a third book planned, you know, outlined. So yeah, that's that's the plan. Uh, it sounds amazing. So you've told us, you know, what 
fears your protagonist faces in the book. Has there been any fears you've faced in taking the plunge and putting yourself out there as an author? And even, I guess, in writing this work, was there anything that you came up against? Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I just finished reading your book, Author oh. Fears <laughs> yeah. and How to Overcome Them. Yeah, that's and all, that's all my fears. <laughs> I swam <laughs> for it. It's horrible. <laughs> well, it, it really resonated with me. I'm, I'm pretty confident I've dealt with almost all of the fears that you mentioned in the book. I will say the only one I can't say that I have experience is the fear of becoming overly successful. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say I've been afraid of that. But... Have you heard of, um? is it Colleen Hoover? Have you heard of her? Yeah. Yeah. So she's obviously gone viral with TikTok and right, uh, right. to that level of success, because she just said, I didn't want that much fame, mm. you know? So I think <laughs> right. that's what that touches on. And, and for me, yeah. as, as an author, I don't particularly want to be well known, like my face or anything. I just want people like yourself to read my books, to connect with people, to for them to enjoy it, for it to mean something. But me personally, I'd rather keep out of it. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. And not have every random person commenting on what you should or shouldn't be writing about. I do think that that I get that for sure. But I think the the main fear for me is feeling like a fraud uh, that, you know, especially after pursuing traditional publishing for so long and, you know, getting all of these rejections, I, I was worried, you know, is there, is there a seat at the table for me? Uh, is my, is my work good enough, you know, to be read, to be loved? And, you know, I think I was just worried about, about, you know, feeling like I don't belong here in the publishing community. And of course, I think every writer on some level fears that their book won't find their ideal reader, that there maybe is no ideal reader out there for my book, someone who will fall in love with the story, the characters, you know, definitely have had that fear that, you know, people will read my book and laugh or think it's a joke or something like that. And I I really appreciated what you said in your book, you know, that your book is not for everyone. And you don't need to justify your work to anyone. And that's such a good reminder for me, because ultimately, at the end of the day, I have to feel at peace about what I'm writing, regardless of what other people, you know, think or feel about my work. In a way, I'm the ideal reader of my own book, right? You know, and if if I'm not happy with what I'm creating, then what's the point? Yeah, I do. I do believe that for sure. Like when you're working on something and I think you you have to enjoy it yourself. And a lot of people say, you know, think of the readership and you can, I guess, in some terms, um, like I try and traditionally publish with children's fiction. So obviously writing for children, when it comes to language and obviously themes, you've got to think that way. But if you're not enjoying the story, I just don't think, or, you know, other people probably will. If you're yeah. like, oh, this is boring, then <laughs> they'll be right. Right. For it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, well, no, well, we're kindred spirits and we absolutely feel the same way. And it, it does. I had this conversation with someone today, actually. It feels like you do need validation from someone. And where does that come from? I uh, right. did, I didn't finish high school, although I've, I've, you know, been to uni and got a degree, but somehow because of that, you know, things arose where it was like, 
who who the hell are you to have written a book like mm. oh just just so many right. slowly slowly getting there but I think with traditional publishing as well like a friend of mine who was doing picture books she actually posted on a, a group that we're part of which is I don't know if you've heard of Squibby before the Society of Children's mm. Book Writers and Illustrators and uh, she had put out saying I have tried everything I have done everything I have put it out there I don't understand why my book's not getting taken and then someone had just said it's not you it's like they're not actually taking um, picture books at this point due to rah 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 so I think it does us mm. all well to remember that sometimes it's not our work and it's not ourself there's lots of other things that come at play uh you know whether it's someone's list or yeah. it's just not for them right now it's not necessarily that your work's not good enough to be out there and enjoyed for other people but I love that we have so many options to take the reins ourselves and just get it yeah. out there you know life is absolutely too short so if you if you do it properly of course and your book is just fabulous and very professional and it just looks incredible I bet has it been well received through the you know through the equestrian channels and uh, yeah that that's been really wonderful I just had a horse blogger reach out to me and you know send me this long message that brought tears to my eyes like you know this was the person that this book was meant to reach you know to to be able to have someone reach out and just say wow this this really resonated with me and felt so authentic because I think that's that's a little bit difficult with books about horses is sometimes the people writing them don't actually know that much about horses. <laughs> yeah. And so as a horse person, you want to read these books, you're excited to, you know, oh, a horse book, you know, and then you're reading and, and you realize they don't actually know what they're <laughs> yeah. talking about. <laughs> so I think as a horse person, it's refreshing when you come across an authentic experience, you know, yeah. of, okay, this person actually has been on a horse and knows what it's like. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I've read many, to be fair, but I'm a massive, massive um, fan of Heartland um, on Netflix. Yes, <laughs> I yeah. love that. And she is actually an equestrian in real life, you know, the Amy Fleming character. Right. And her character is quite largely based on her, I think. So, yeah, I, I'm sure it's not all uh, life is like that, I guess. But <laughs> she, she's like the horse whisperer. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, I just love <laughs> the series and I'm up to like season 12 and I looked I thought it must be nearly finished I've been watching it for years and then I looked and it's like and they're still making it I think in Canada um yeah, yeah they're on like season 16 so I thought oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep going well, keep going oh, I know I know goodness me so obviously you have a wealth of experience from putting yourselves out there, yourself out there, sorry. What would your advice be to authors who are trying to do the same? You know, they're maybe trying to go down the traditional path and hitting brick walls or considering putting themselves out there uh, independently, publishing, self-publishing themselves. And yeah, like you said, feeling like a fraud, self-doubt, I think is, is so common to the fact that I feel when something comes up and I start doubting, it's just a part of the process now. I feel I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's all a part mm -hmm. of it now. It's um difficult. Do would you, what would you tell writers and authors? I guess aspiring ones to put themselves out there to face their fears. Do you have any tips? Yeah, I I do, and I think you know one thing that was helpful for me is I took baby steps with putting myself out there because I was not ready to self publish. Uh, I 
you know, a few years ago, I was saying, I'll never self-publish. I'll never do that. And I think that I needed to practice putting myself out there uh, in different ways. Honestly, it started with just being willing to read my work to my husband, which sounds almost too simple, but I was even afraid to do that. And the first time I read my, my very first novel, to my husband, just the opening chapter, I was literally shaking. I was so <laughs> nervous. And you know, this is the person who loves me the most in the world. But I needed that first step in order to be ready for the next yeah. one. And what, and well, um, what did they say? <laughs> oh, was it like, uh, yeah, well, he, yeah he, he loved it. He was very supportive. And I'm very grateful. I, I have a really supportive family. And we've done one one thing that has helped me is we've done family reading nights where oh, wow. we've gathered with with the grown-ups once the kids go down and and do readings of you know whatever I'm working on and that was really honestly a key piece for me because I was just too scared to put my work out there but practicing you know literally saying it out loud to a safe place helped me to have the confidence to put it out there and, you know, on a more public scale. And I also started a blog when I first had kids and writing a novel just seemed honestly uh, insurmountable at the time with, you know, little, little ones, but I wanted to keep writing. And it was a really good practice for me to write something publish it like it's out in the world people random people are reading it and that was good for for me to to practice because honestly putting yourself out there it feels a little bit like a muscle you have to develop so if you don't practice putting yourself out there then it's hard to grow that muscle yeah. and i needed to grow that muscle before i was ready to put a whole book out there yeah. into the world yeah, that's amazing. And I'm glad that you sort of touched on that. I always think that your your experience is sort of preparing you for something, I guess. And even though writing's so personal, because like you said, you're so connected to the book and um, it right. sounds like it's finding its right readership anyway, but there might still be people who have got not, you know, it wasn't for them or they've got something to say, but maybe but dealing with the rejections prior to that then you know you've you've got a thicker st skin you can kind of kind of deal with that so no that, that's that's good you said that and i love that you read with your family i think that's great <laughs> I, I feel like i'd be even more nervous to read to my family than than anyone else i guess and my husband he just oh he rips my work to shreds so i don't even go to him he's like a bag of tea and i'm like what do you know <laughs> you're not a writer <laughs> oh so but oh, yeah so I know <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah my my mother-in-law she 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 articulated it in a really a way that that made sense to me that resonated with me she was just saying that having your work read by other people is a little bit like hanging out there naked and people <laughs> are just poking at you and prodding at you yeah. and it's very it's very vulnerable yeah. to put your work out there and let let people read it and think the more the more you do it the the thicker your skin can get because someone somewhere is going to say well I don't like that part or this isn't for me or can't yeah. believe she wrote that and yeah. <laughs> and you have to live with it and not just live with it but 
keep writing despite that criticism yeah absolutely no that's that's really well said there so it sounds you said the book just sort of flew out of you was the publishing process quite quite long as well uh sorry quite quick how how was the whole process altogether so I I started writing the book in October of last year and I you know did some discovery writing figuring out you know can I write this and again it, it just really flowed out of me and you know, my husband and I decided, okay, let me take a weekend away and just get as much of this out as possible. And I wrote an entire first draft in that weekend, just sitting, we live by the beach, I went to the beach, you know, (laughs) just sitting at the beach, just writing, writing, writing. And, you know, so that was in November, sent it out to beta readers, got feedback, you know, edited it, then sent it to an editor and you know went back and forth with her and eventually published it March 7th it came out so it was I think that's relatively quick uh, for a novel I will say there were a there were a lot of things to learn about (laughs) self-publishing and I I was listening to one of your podcasts when you're talking about your first book getting the cover or getting you know the the proof and it being a mess. I had that exact same, (laughs) you know, freaking out. Like I thought I was going to have this joyous experience of opening my first box of books and they were just a mess and I had to do it all over again. Oh no! Oh, at least but you, you learn, live, right? Yeah, live, live and learn. I know that's. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember. Honestly, I've got my freelance writing book I've got about nine different sizes and copies and all sorts of stuff and I remember there's a video of me opening opening the package to see it and then I'm like my face just kind of screws up and I'm like it's squint you know like the setting was all squint and I thought oh my god oh, no. uh, so <laughs> yeah but it's good that we can have these conversations and you know yeah. you can you can connect and it's it's not just yourself that's yeah fucking up the book formatting <laughs> right Uh, but yeah yeah. or or feeling all these things especially especially like a fraud um yeah an imposter syndrome I felt that way Mm -hmm. leaving university I really you know I'd just done all this degree and then it was a case of but then I went back to applying for jobs that I used to have like in administration or something because it was just Mm -hmm. what I knew like it's it's a mindset I suppose it's absolutely a mindset isn't it well you've Mm -hmm. told us um you know there's a few books to come in the series but what else do we hold in store for Tiffany Noel Chacon. <laughs> so I will, you know, have book two coming out soon. That one is called Fall, and it follows my main character from Jump even more, uh, but it also follows her sister, her paralyzed sister, Anya. Uh, there's lots of emotion, lots of love, lots of horses, and in general, you know, what you'll find from me is uh, books that involve highly emotive main characters, girls with lots of feelings, because that's what I am, <laughs> and highly relational books, lots of very real, very raw conflict that eventually gets resolved in a positive way, because I love a good happily ever after, and yeah. 
excited yeah. for books to come. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. And do you think that you'll go back to the sci-fi? Will you do anything with the past manuscripts, do you think? Yes, yeah. I, I think I think I will. My husband and I co-wrote a book last year. Wow. Uh, that, yeah. And that is one that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, my husband and I, we met in middle school. We fell in love, you know, had the the young love experience. And so I love writing about that. And it brings me back to, to those years and getting to write a novel with my husband was just such an amazing experience and we had so much fun doing it and yeah we will definitely that book is going to the editor we're refining it <laughs> and it will find its way to readers some way yeah. somehow it needs to be out there <laughs> yeah it sounds amazing so how did you do that did you write it sitting together or you wrote a piece and he had an input or how did how did you do that together yeah so we the book is told from dual perspectives uh, so we go back oh. and forth between the girl main character and the guy main character and so you know, I, I wrote all of the girl main character pieces and he wrote a lot of the guy perspective, but a lot of the books we actually sat in his, or a lot of the books, we sat in his office and just, okay, what do we see in the scene? What's going on? You know, um, just typing it out, you know, he, I'm the faster typer. So, you know, I'm sitting there <laughs> yeah. like adding, adding, you know, sensory things. And, um, we had so much fun. We, one of the scenes, my husband likes to play poker for fun. And, you know, we decided, oh, let's add a, a poker scene. It's a post-apocalyptic scenario, the, the book that we wrote. And so we're like, maybe our guy main character needs to play in a poker game to get gas <laughs> so <he can laughs> working his way across the country to get to you know his love interest and that was so fun getting to you know combine you know his expertise what he knows with my writing yeah. ability you know yeah. to be able to bring those two things together was just really fun oh it sounds amazing so it, it's not your middle school romance that you're writing about is it is it an, <laughs> is it an adult adult novel <laughs> it's so it's a young adult, young adult novel yeah the main characters are 17 they but we did pull some stuff from our you know love story yeah. uh our characters meet at camp which is where we fell in love with Aww. summer camp so that you know there there were some some autobiographical pieces in there you know oh I love that but I think that would even be a great story to tell as well you know like that you fell in love at camp that's so great I actually did a summer in um Otis Massachusetts at an all-girls girl scout camp oh. as, a, as a leader oh yeah <laughs> It was like the best thing, the best thing I've ever done. It was so fun. It was just amazing. Wow. So yeah, I love the camps over there. They're fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like you've got a growing list of books to get through, and uh, you're pulling all the family in, which is amazing. It'll be your, <laughs> yeah. your, your two boys next. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But please tell us where can our listeners find all of your work and you know your website and everything online or in stores. Yes. Yeah, so you can always find me on my website, which is 
tiffanynoelchacon.com, as well as on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, my handle on all of those platforms is at Tiffany Noel Chacon. And of course, my books are available on Amazon and other online retailers like Booktopia. And I just saw that my the audiobook for Jump was released. So that is available on iTunes. Oh, that is amazing. The audiobook, are you narrating it or is it someone else? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> then we had a, a, a professional narrator do it and she did a fantastic job. I'm so excited for people to listen to the audiobook. Awesome. Yeah, well, we'll definitely check it out. Thank you so much for your time, Tiffany. It's been absolutely Thank amazing. You. And I know that all our listeners will feel confident they can rush out and achieve their author dreams now and face their fears and also go and buy your book. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Well, there you have it, folks, the truly exceptional sharings of Tiffany Noel Chacon, and I hope some of what we talked about helps you face your fears and move forward in your author adventure. Go out and get Tiffany's book. It looks absolutely incredible. It's a great read, and she's just such a lovely soul. Next time on the Hybrid Author Podcast, we have editorial mentor and photographer Jess Gately, and she's going to be chatting on all things editing for authors, self-editing, her definitions of structural editing, and so much more. It's a fantastic chat, so I'll catch up with you next week. I wish you well in your author adventure. That's it for me. Bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you are further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.